you gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you wanna be judged on wood grain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next when they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy ice cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops in prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dimes. Straight out of the boogie down, our guest was taught to dribble by one of the most unlikely teachers, his slightly older Greek neighbor. This self-proclaimed fire escape All-American would adjust the height of his building fire escape ladder to accommodate his shooting stroke and dunk game. At age 11, he was invited by neighborhood homie Orlando Antigua to try out for the Gauchos. He arrived late, missing the age-appropriate tryout. With little choice left, he ran with the much bigger 16-year-olds and made the cut. He honed his skills and attended St. Raymond High School. As a freshman, he killed, capturing well-deserved attention throughout the city for his performances. In his sophomore season, he was promoted to the varsity squad under Gary DeCesar and blossomed, garnering national attention that ultimately led him to commit to the University of Massachusetts. On this episode, we sit with that dude, Charlton Clark. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and then let's get this popping. <laughs> Whoops. All right, yo, this is Manny Digital. This is Emilio the Poet. Yo, and we're sitting here with with legendary status. Word. This is this is a gentleman who, um, I mean, when he was coming up in high school, had amazing accolades throughout the city of New York. That's right. Uh, had some serious letters of of commitment uh, coming at him. Hmm. Made made some pretty hard choices on what he was gonna do as far as uh, colleges go. Uh, you know, killing all throughout St. Raymond, uh, got injured and still killed after he got back from his injury. This is the principal of the Bronx, Mr. Charlton Clark. Yay! Thank you for me, Thank oh, let you me for add, me. let me add to that real quick. I think you are a part of of college allure in terms of classic teams. Mm. You see, when they talk about like. Um, you know the Fab Five and stuff. I'm not saying where you are. I don't know, right? But I think you got to be up there somewhere. You, yeah, I got to be up and, there. And somewhere. it was because that I was mean, a squad. You were a freshman. I was a freshman, and you had some heavy hitters in front of you playing. Definitely but, did. But it wasn't like you were on the bench. You right. played. Yeah, you was you was you balling. Were, you was balling. I saw you Listen. on CBS, brother. You can't say shit. Listen, coming from St. Raymond's, um, being coached by Gary DeCesar, mm. playing for the Gauchos, being coached by Dave Jones, Julius Deason. Um, to name a, a few guys who coached me at the Gauchos, I was never taught to take a back seat to anybody. So mm. even with the heavy hitters that were at UMass at the time, my goal was to play right. and get minutes and get times. Can I say it for I you? What, you what you're trying to say was, yeah, I was trying to kill motherfuckers. Yeah. That's, I'll that's say it for you. Big you ain't got to say it. Big, big facts. Yeah, big yeah, facts. yeah. It's okay. Agree. And that's why you pick colleges, right? You pick colleges for the right reasons, Obviously, but a kid coming from New York City playing a lot, I wanted to go somewhere where I can play. And mm-hmm. at the time, it was um, Egapadia and Carmelo Travieso, the two guards at UMass, mm-hmm. and that was it. Right. Um, Andre Burke, who was there the year before, failed off, um, ended up transferring out. So mm-hmm. there wow. was only two guards. So, um, you definitely thought you could play. 
it wasn't a definite. I knew I was going to play right. because right. I'm like, these guys have expended so much time and energy on a court. They're going to need a break at some point. Right? Mm. If I do what I need to do, I could possibly beat them out for a spot. And that's right. how I was thinking. Right? And, and Calipari's way of playing, like up and down, was quintessential to what he was it, doing. It was anytime, any place, anywhere. That was the motto. <laughs> right. right? Um, and you had to be ready to get into the fire. And UMass was hot and up and coming at the time. Um, the year before. Mad rap lyrics. Yeah. Mad, Yo. Mad. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> UMass is the Up and thing. coming up at the time um, from the year before with Lou Rowe and his dynamics and the things that he did to Marcus Camby, who played yes. with me, who I played with at UMass at the time. Dana Dingo was there. Yes. Mm. St. Raymond's alum. Dante That's Bright. He's also a Dribble and Dimes alum. Yeah, he was on this show. I just want you what, to make Really? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Y'all making moves. Y'all yeah, making moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's on it. He's on it. I'm trying. It's crazy how y'all got me up here after everybody else, but I'm going to take my turn <laughs> and I'm going to do what I can well, do. Well, Yo, you want the top five. You still want the five, though. Let's talk about that. I had a short list of the first few people I was going to hit. Right. My friend, you were on there. And here's why. Here's why. You and Kit. Rhyme were a big it. reason why I ended up at UMass. Wow. Mm. You didn't know me at UMass. I did not. I'm we not saw. I saw you me. one time, and I'm not a dick rider kind of guy. And you were so big from coming from St. Raymond. I was like, I'm not gonna look like a dickhead over here just talking to this dude. I think you you did a fifth year at at uh, UMass. Did you? I did. Right. So that was the year that I was uh, I was there because I came my sophomore year of college. Okay. <clears throat> so when I saw you rolling through campus, I was like. Nah, and, and Kit was my man. He, he and I went to school longer. Like, we knew each other from St. Raymond longer. Right. So I was like, I'm going to just let that dude live, man. He's living his campus life. And I was just like, all right, it's cool. But I knew you, I knew you from a distance, but I wasn't like, eh, I'm going to let him live. That would have been me. I'd have been like, hey! yo, what's happening, man? I went to St. Raymond. What you got good? there? What you XYZ, got? You got what you got? You got to watch on? But definitely, coming from New York and going up to – Boston, Massachusetts. It wasn't too many of us up there, especially Amherst, from New Amherst, York. Amherst, 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 Amherst. Um, big shout out to them. Because people, people say that all the time. <clears throat> I get upset. I get upset. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half away yeah. from Boston, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Boston embraced me. Um, okay. Amherst definitely embraced me. But you being a person from, from the dome, room. right from the the, the Ravens' nest. Oh, you would have had a key to the room. You could have did whatever you wanted to do at that point. Oh man, no. don't take me back to college. Shit. Listen, we'll take some, I asked the Amherst right yeah. now. Sims. I heard Sometimes. things. Where's Amherst at? I was I was still using your name. I was dropping name all day. As you should. As, <laughs> as you should. Yeah. Which was fine. I just wish I knew because whatever <laughs> came my way, I could have just curved it. Like, yeah, that's my guy. Don't worry about him. Sweep that under the rug. We'll take that one chin. So that was a, it was amazing times up there, definitely. Wow. And like I said, it wasn't too many New York cats up there. So the right. ones who were from New York that I got a chance to know, I always kept them close. And, yeah. you know, right. JQA and mm, those in pizzerias nah, and Antonio's let's, and all that good stuff, son. the horseshoe and all that good stuff. Do you yo. go up much at all? Back? I haven't. Son. I haven't been back much. I would like to. I want to go to a game. Every time there's new coaching staff and, like, the guy who just called me on the phone, Rasheen Davis, was on the coaching staff. And okay. They just let him go. So, okay. he's been trying to get me to come back up. Um, Bonnie, who was the, the secretary at the office, okay. just retired this year. Yeah. So, mm. I went up to see her for that. Um, I try to get back, but once again, I'm not too connected with the school as much I wish I was, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to try to get it back. Now that I'm coaching and doing some different things, I'm trying to get back up there as much as I possibly can. Just off the strength of Antonio's Pizza, <clears throat> I, I make a pilgrimage at least twice, wow. tw- every two years. Really? I try to go back. And I haven't lived in New York for a long time, so when I would live in, in Miami, 
whenever I was in New York, I'd be like, yo, let's let's take that tour. When I was living in Cali, yo, let's take that quick trip. 95 to 91, yes, sir. (laughs) That's it. Yo, I just want to say, man, my brother. So my brother attended UMass, as you know. Um, I remember he invited me out there one time, and who I saw was Kit Rymer. The zoo. Yo, and I said mm. to myself, this man looking like Jordan out here. He was he was hugged up. Everybody knew him. Yeah, He's Kit. tall, six ten. Everybody should see him. And I was like, let me get next to this dude right here, looking like whatever fall off, I'm gonna grab me. <laughs> whatever he accidentally we, dropped, I'll pick it up, you know, because I'm that kind of guy. I totally agree with so you. So I could see, I didn't see you out there, but I could imagine that lifestyle was kind of like. I'm was glad you. you didn't see me. I was, <laughs> I was into my books and doing what I need to do. That's what the hell they say. That's what they do say. <laughs> off the end. Yeah, that's what, yeah, he's no. true. He's very intellectual. The man's well spoken. No, actually, um, UMass, we call it the zoo. That's when y'all were there. When I was there, it was the boo. It was, it was crazy because it was a party from Wednesday to Sunday. Mm. Um, I was, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I'm going to keep it funky on dribbling dimes. I was the best fake drunk ever because I didn't drink. A word? I never had one drink in college. Wow. Get out of here. Drink at Good all. for you, bro. I was an athlete, right? Um, right. I believed in it. It's not that, you know, um, I was a goody two-shoes or anything of that nature. I just was an athlete, mm. and I never got into it while I was here. My boys did it, but I was the type of person where I just laid down my artwork, played, and I went home. Mm. Or I chilled with my girl, or I did something different. I wasn't one to run the streets, so I didn't know that lifestyle. Um, I always was brought up to be a leader, never a follower, because mm. I didn't like the consequences that other people were getting, and yeah. I'm like, that doesn't fit me. It doesn't right. fit me at all. So um, I had some great people in my corner, um, my mom who's amazing, who was my mother and my father at the time, mm-hmm. and my sponsor from St. Raymond's, Ron Barron, mm-hmm. um, who, him and his family did everything for me, who lived out in Great Neck, Long Island. Um, shout out to them. Yes, big shout. Absolutely. Um, Gary DeCesar, who's like my father, who taught mm-hmm. me the ropes, and you know you respect somebody when you consistently bump heads but at the end of the day, that person is always there for you. And mm. while I was at St. Raymond's, we bumped heads consistently because he's like, you only thinking with one head. You ain't thinking with the other head. I'm trying to put you in the right positions. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm hot out here in these right. streets. <laughs> the I'm the man, school. son. You don't get it. The girl you know, school was hollering. The girl school was hollering. We couldn't be outside, so. <laughs> you were like, yo, Gary, you graduated in 1981, B. You don't understand what's going on in the streets. And when you're getting that much attention as a youngster, um, it does kind of get to your head. But at sure. the same token, he taught me how to level it off mm. and be the person who I am today. So um, Gary DeCesar gets tremendous amount of respect um, from me. And then, plus, I was raised here at St. Raymond's, right? Mm. From Mississippi, who was the king asshole. But yeah. at the same token, Son. that tough Such love. Such appreciated, though. Yeah. At the end of the day, you appreciate these people more when you leave the building than when you're in the building, yeah, right? 100%. And it's being young and immature and growing up through the streets, through life. These people who are trying to guide you in the right direction, you don't want to take their advice until you run into something that you're not supposed right. to run into, right? right? That's um, how it works. Mr. Mustle, Mr. Sturgis, um, Brother Frank, you probably wow. had... Um, I had Brother Frank. You had Me Brother too. Frank. Yeah. We had Brother Raymond before that. Uh-huh. When, if it, like it's raining outside now, up, oh, cancel school. So everything <laughs> was a school cancel. We win a big tournament, cancel school. Um, city championship, oh my God, school is closed. So we loved them for all of the right reasons and the wrong reasons, right? right. But I would say 
the best four years of my life really came um, in these walls at St. Raymond's wow. because it was an all-boys <coughs> school, and a lot of people were like, you went to an all-boys school? Right. Yep. Gay. Yeah. Um, no, it just taught you how to be a man. It taught you how to appreciate stuff. Um, mm-hmm. it, it taught you how to grind and, and get what you deserve. And then plus, we had a great support staff behind us. And then basketball helped a lot as well, too. Yeah. So, Yo, Let me ask you a question, man, because I've never heard in my life a college, forget about athlete, college student. Right. Not take a drink in college. That in itself <laughs> needs to be front page in the newspaper. Forget about that. You are an athlete. How difficult, if at all? Because you were in the environments all the time. I'm sure party, like you said, Wednesday to Sunday. How in the hell did you do it? I was in an environment 24-7. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went over to friends' house, this is what they do. Frat houses, sororities. I lived in the sorority houses. Um, Chill, son. I'm too much. Wild days. <laughs> Chill, don't talk to me. <laughs> um, I was trying to set you up. That wasn't Charlie Clark. That was another Charlie Clark. No, that was the alter ego. That was, the the day. That was June June. No, you know what it was? Um, it just wasn't me. I, I didn't grow up like that. So to this day, right, I don't drink beer. I don't like the, the taste of beer. Wow. I hated the smell of cigarettes, right? Yeah. right? I never touched weed a day in my life. Um, um, drinking just wasn't in me, right? Mm. Um, my parents are from Jamaica, so... You know, probably talking crazy. I don't want to incriminate nobody, but back so you feeding into the stereotype. <laughs> I was, but because I saw it so much, it just wasn't. Me. Oh, I got you. You understand? Got My you. stepfather used to sell and do what he did, and right. you know the stuff was on the table, and it was like, "Yo, help me pick out the seeds," and I'm like, "Pick out seeds? Like, what are you talking How about? I'm an athlete. At this time, I probably was about nine, ten years wow. old. Um, but I just knew because. Around my way on, on Kingsbridge, like the old heads were out there, right? And it's times are totally different now where you don't know what's around the corner now. Yeah. Back then, you kind of knew, like, all right, he does this and he does this, and everybody else is trying to do what he's doing. Now, you don't know who's doing what. Right. You go outside, misconception, you could end up in a morgue, you know, you end up in a hospital or something. So you don't know who is who. But back then, you knew who was who. And you had a choice. You could get to know them or you could stay away. And mostly all of them, even the people that was doing wrong, was like, yo, you don't need to be around this. Mm-hmm. You got a future ahead of you. Because I played baseball, I played basketball, and I played football. Mm-hmm. Wow. So they kind of was like, you stay away from this. And all that stemmed from me coming off the train, playing with the gauchos, and coming home with trophies. Wow. Once people started seeing me coming home with trophies, they were kind of was like, nah, shorty's going to be something. Mm-hmm. We gonna make sure we oversee we when his that. mother's That's not dope. around. We gonna do what we need to do. So That's dope. Um, it was you know here's a couple of dollars here and there, um, or when you have a game, we all come to support you. And it wasn't like it was the rowdy yo. We coming from our block and we right. doing this. Everybody embraced me. So I lived Kingsbridge Terrace. The next block down was Bailey. You had Heath. You had Marble Hill Projects, who was a big supporter. Cedric Avenue. Um, where I went to school, and then all of this blossom and started from Our Ladies of Angels, mm-hmm. OLA. OLA. Yeah. Um, Shout out yeah. to Coach Lopez. That was uh, early when he started coaching. That's right. Right? Um, and <clears throat> they embraced me because the very first coach I have, Steve McCarthy, who's one of my dearest friends at this point. Shout out to him. Um, he put me under the wing. He started showing me tapes in the rectory, taking me under the wing. I was probably in sixth grade. So you were a wow. student at OLA? I wasn't a student. Oh, okay. Because I lived in the parish, okay. I was able to play. Got it. Yeah, CYO. It like, yeah, CYO, yeah, right? right? And then I started developing, and he kind of was like, yo, this kid is all right. And 
for a youngster, I was always taller than everybody, mm -hmm. so they say. And then I was, all my friends were much older, so it was like, yo, you got to do your push-ups. You got to run the steps, because Kennedy High School was close by, uh -huh. and a lot of them played football. Right. And whoever lived on my block, um, Curtis Smith, who's an amazing barber, he was the running back at the time, and he right. was like, yo, Every day I'm coming downstairs and knocking on your door. We're going to run these steps inside your building. Damn. So I always was with older so guys pushing me. And my man, Orlando Antigua. Shout lived, out. Shout out. Went to my junior high school. Um, <clears throat> lived in my area. And everybody kind of like, yo, this young kid is playing some ball. Like, you need to come see him. And one day he seen him because he lived close by Talentine, mm -hmm. which I used to go to to drop my sister off to school. Mm -hmm. So I used to walk all the way to Talentine and come back to 143 to go to school. And he was like, yo, I know you from somewhere. Everybody keeps talking about you. And one day he was like, yo, you want to play on a team? I was like, hell yeah. So he was like, okay, when you come back from Jamaica, I went to Jamaica. When you come back from Jamaica, I'm going to bring you down to a tryout. I got back from Jamaica, fresh off the plane. How old are you? I was 11 at the time. Okay. Fresh off the plane. I played ball in the streets, so it wasn't like there was a uniform. I didn't know about Olaves. I didn't know about all this mm -hmm. stuff. So I had on some swim trucks, some pineapple swimming trunks. <laughs> you know, we Jamaican, so I had a, a fishnet tank top. Yes, on. lime green. See, you going crazy with the colors right now. It was white. So, oh, so you I had were, to make it you, match a little bit. Yeah, but you was a toned down Jamaican. You wasn't the hot pink with the, the yellow. Jamaican, all the way Jamaican. Okay, okay. Right. So just got back. He's like, "Yo, everybody keep talking about you. There's a tryout at the Gauchos." Tell your mother. So I was like, all right, cool. Mom, going to this tryout. She's like, okay. Didn't tell her where it was because I didn't know where the gauchos was, right. but I went. By the time I got there, I was 11. By the time I got there, I missed the 11 year old trial, the 12 year old trial, the 13, 14, 15. Wow. I was trying out with 16 year olds. Chill. Nobody knew because I was relatively, relatively tall. tall and lanky. And it was just kind of like, get out there and play. So I was like, all right, cool. Got out there and played, ran up and down. Held my own. I don't think I did amazing, but I held my own enough mm -hmm. to where it's kind of like, you know, in the gaucho gym, when you go to tryouts, there's a million people yeah. in there. So right. it's kind of like, you 45, go stand over here. The rest of you can go home. <laughs> and then out of the 45, you play again. Then it's like, you 20, down. come over here. The rest of you go home. And I kept making cut after cut after cut. So, you know, Orlando's Hollywood at this time because Orlando's a right. senior. Right. In St. Ray's. At St. Ray's. And he's walking around <clears throat> talking to everybody. I didn't even see him the whole time. So at the end, coach was like, hey, what's your name? He said, Charlton Clark. How old are you? I'm 11. Curse <laughs> me out. Get the fuck out my gym. <laughs> because at the Gauchos, they're known for lying because they just want to make About the, the team. ages. Oh. So everybody's lying. He's like, where's your birth certificate? I'm like, I don't have no birth certificate. And he's like, get the fuck out my gym, you fucking lying. And I'm crying now. I'm 11. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, crying yeah. like... So I'm packing up my stuff and I'm putting on my stuff and I'm crying and Orlando finally comes down and says, he's like, yo, what's up? I was like, yo, this coach over here so we get the fuck out of this gym. <laughs> so he was like, what? Which one? And I pointed him out. So as I'm trying to walk out the door, he was like, nah, come over here. So he goes back over to the coach and he's like, nah, he's really 11. He's from my area. Everybody's been talking about him. I just brought him down here because I played at the Gaucho. So I said, let me just bring down fresh talent. Mm -hmm. So he was like, you lying. Call your mother right now. So I'm crying. <laughs> and you, all jittery. And your mom thinks something happened. <laughs> my mother, you you know, rude boy Jamaican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, like, the what the fuck? What the fuck? What? Yo, when I said she was like, yo, put whoever on the phone now. Who the fuck? Where you at? Yo. My mother was ready to go berserk. 
So no cell phones yet. No cell yeah, phones. All, all, we yeah. Digital yeah, dial the rotary joints <laughs> in the gaucho gym. So I'm like, no, I'm, a, I, I'm okay. I'm okay. They just don't believe that I'm 11. Could you tell them I did at birth? Because I really want to play. So she's like, no, fuck that. Y'all hurt my son. I'm crying. <laughs> yeah, she's not, even He's not playing to nothing. I don't give a fuck what y'all <clears> talk <throat> about. So it got so bad where they drove me home. Mm. So I'm like, no, mom, okay, I, I, honestly, could you just show them the birth certificate? And my mother slammed the door. I was like, I ain't showing them shit. Fuck that. So the oh. next day, they was like, calling my house, like, I need you to come down here. Like, we want to really play on this team. Yeah. Bring your birth certificate. Mm. Man, I bought the birth certificate. There was newspaper reporters there. There was this. There was that. They did a whole article about, like, hidden gems. Like, we don't know wow. nothing about this kid. Because now, you know, basketball... They follow you from middle school. Mm -hmm. You play in these tournaments. There's so many different tournaments now. Like they see who you are, and it's from kind early. of like, where the hell did this kid come from, and why do we know nothing about right, him? Right. Um, and I'll never forget. I still have the Daily News. I mean, the, the New York Times article in my house. It was kind of like, I was just a new kid to this new scenery and know nothing about it. And Off, what, did you have the pineapple shorts in that? I picture? was about to say you should have shown him that picture of the, with the fishnet. Please God, should have shown no, him. This where I came from. Blood clot. Blood clot. Because I went back the next day. Oh, it was the and next I, day. It was yeah, the next I went back the next, next day. day, right? And I went back with something decent because I told the boys <laughs> in the area. They was like, "Yo, put this shirt on or put these shorts oh. on." So you know, back then it was cool to borrow people's shorts. Yeah, now right, it's like, right. you kidding me? I'm not doing that. Right. So that was my first experience with everything, and then it was like. Now it's time to get the ball rolling, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's that's a magical tale. That's crazy. <laughs> not magical, it's, like not believable, but like it's it's a crazy roller coaster. And it's and it's funny because I when you told me eleven so quickly when I asked you what age, I was like, this dude bullshit. How can you recall that? But that event, easy for you to etch it because it was literally about your age. You know why? Because before that, like I said, Steve McCarthy, who was at Our Lady of Angels, who's a good friend of mine's now. Um, like I said, he's, he was bringing me into the rectory, and we was watching Tape. tapes. We watched um, Billy Donovan when he was at Providence. Mm. It was real old-school type tapes. I had the Michael Jordan come fly with me. I had all of that good stuff, but I'm like, to actually be on the court to do it. So he's kind of like, I need to expose you to what basketball is. Let, so let, me, let me stop you for a second. Did you watch Spectacular Guards of the NBA? Do you remember that tape? I do remember that tape. Because Shane was on here, and that was like his Bible. When Shane, mm. uh, the dribble machine was the on here, the dribble machine. He was. He owes. He said. Well. He said. I'm. I'm air quoted. He was like that tape had a lot to do with my foundation as far as being a guard. Mm. So it's funny it's, you say like the tapes also they, seem to be a, a big component of how your interest became peaked. Because back then it was more of watch it, try it, right. do it, and then try to implement it during the game. Right. right? Um, like I said, my, my childhood was so different where it went from, you can't leave this block. I didn't see a court or a hoop until I started sneaking out the window of my house to go to the basketball court. Because wow. I lived in a building, so it was fire escapes. <clears throat> yep. Nigga, I was a fire escape All-American. <laughs> up and down. I, oh, up and down. And right in front of my building, I lived on the first floor of the Ball would hit the window. My mother would curse. The people that lived upstairs used to throw hot water down oh, on us. Shit. Oh, oh, shit. It was like we were ringing. You know, when yeah. you try to get up and dunk. And you try to dunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> and 
to make it our height and what we wanted to do we'll climb up the fire escape bring it down. lift it up bring it down so it's dunkable oh right? my god then it went from you know what we dunking it's too easy let's move it up some so now we're working on jump shots and I'm like how are you shooting jump I'm thinking about it like how are you shooting jump shots on a fire escape because it's a straight shot yeah. there's no art to it right. so I was like nah I need to get into the court no no, no but that back go- back backboard game is heavy you it wasn't straight. at that time. You should let, you, no, everything is straight. You didn't throw that motherfucker because you were loving, right? Yo, I you still love, I are you still loving? God damn, yo! Talking. But I, I firmly believe, again, the dynamics are not right, right, as far as how you're supposed to shoot and where a real basket is. But yo, I firmly believe that shit helps refine your game. Cause that's what we did. That's what I did. We, was doing, I mean, we didn't have a hoop. But we didn't. We had. We didn't have a hoop, right? Right. And then what happened was, as I started to really get into it. There was one kid that lived on our block that had a hoop, hmm. a little Greek kid. I mean, they were loaded. They had a couple of restaurants and stuff like that. And we became friends um, for the mere fact that he, had a hoop. He, he did have a hoop. And he lived close to the park that we lived next to, right? So it was a little small park. We called it Turtle Park because it had little turtle figures in it. Yes. Right? Um couple of benches and it was only open at certain times but the gate was low enough where we could just climb over the gate okay and that's where we played baseball right until until i got old enough where my mother was like all right now you can walk down the block to the high school and play in the high school Uh so turtle park was our baseball ground and if you hit a home run over the fence it was a parking lot and then it was George's house. Oh, okay. George is the Greek kid. Greek kid, yeah. Okay. So the home runs, I was a okay baseball. I'm going to air quote that too. <laughs> I was a good baseball player. That was my first love. Um, and so after you hit the home run, either you have to go get the ball, right? And George's family grew lettuce, cabbage. They grew oh, wow. all kinds of stuff. They had a huge garden. And they used to go over there. I'm sorry, Miss Maruko. I'm sorry. I just have to get the ball. Sorry. So after Kill, a while, it was killing like, on her garden patch. Killing them. So after a while, she's kind of was like, just come over here and play. Uh-huh. And then I started playing with her son. And son was a little older. A little Greek kid taught me how to dribble. Wow. wow. And in his backyard, and that's where I kind of started forming my skills because I couldn't leave the block. He lived on my block. Got it. Right? And where I lived... We had city steps. Yeah. So I had to go all the yeah. way to the city steps to go to the next block, which is out of sight, out of mind. My mom was like, I can't see you from the window, so you ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Now she got to know George's mom. So now it was kind of like, can you tell my son to come home? So now it was my building, private house, private house, and then George's big private house. So mm-hmm. I was right there. I was an arm distance away. So even when the lights went on outside, I still know you're right here. We're right. at 8 o'clock. All right, now it's time to come. A couple of steps, and I'm in the house, right? right? So, it, 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 so we have so, George and his family to thank for you pursuing ball in a I, serious way, probably, right? That they started me, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I helped start the skills, um, but my neighborhood, right? I, there was, you know, like every neighborhood, there's ball players that come before you, mm-hmm. that did things before you, some who didn't get the shot that I got, 
Right, right, right. I, mean, I want to hear some some notables. So you met the it's Greek not, freak before the Greek freak. Ah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Who knew? I didn't know. Yeah. Yo, honestly, <laughs> before you said that, I never, ever, ever thought With the basketball Greek and Greek. Greek. Yeah. Anything. In the Bronx, too. In the Bronx. Oh, yo, you can't make this shit up. <laughs> yo, shout out George Antetokounmpo. <laughs> I would have never. Yo, you said that. I'm like, what? That was Where were the Greeks? I didn't even see the Greek person in my life. It, it was crazy because um, growing up on my block, the stars were Kid Capri. Mm. Who was legendary for his mixtapes and sure. on the turntables because our block parties were amazing, bar none. Yes. Um, and then after that, it was just a bunch of hood legends, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, right it was guys. good. It wasn't even street street. It was like hood legends. Like they were good on our block. And then when you went around and you saw them play, they was like, oh, they're nice, right? Right. Marble Hill produced a lot of amazing ball players. Right. Um, Kevin Spence was one that I looked up to when I was younger. Um, Jeff Leff. Um, he had a lot of high-jumping dudes down there. Um, and I learned all of that because I went to school. Um, PS122 is probably a different school right now. That's on between Bailey and Heath. Mm. And that's school that I attended. So they had night basketball, night hoops. Night, night yeah. hoops. Mm-hmm. And I used to go in there <clears throat> as a fifth grader. And it's like, not sure you're not playing, right? And then it's kind of like, oh, yeah, I need an extra one? Then I'm here. And little by little, they started Started to trust in me. And then I started making a name for myself. Because I know when you play with older kids, as long as you get them the ball and you do the right thing, you're fine. For now, we're going to keep picking you. Right. And I figured it out as I was playing. But then going back on my block, like I said, it it was so many guys that I could contribute to that were nice. Mm. Right. Handle dribble skill, <clears throat> and once again, at a young age, they used to throw my ball over the fence. Wow, um, I used to go get it and come right back. Then it's kind of like, Y'all don't have a ball, so y'all gonna have to pick me. Right. Wow, right? okay, and, and that's how it started. And once again, I'm still playing with the older guys, but when you play with older guys, you learn how to have that tough skin, right? Um, and then I lived on the first floor once again when my mom fell asleep in the front room. Jump out the window. window. I jumped out the window. Used to go up the city steps and used to be in the park shooting. Because I know if I went to George's house, George's mother would be like, I hit a ball outside. I look out the window. I know I could call your mother. When I go to the city park, um, the next block up is pitch dark. Nobody's out there, right? So I didn't have a cell phone. It's not like I had light. It was the street light and me and that hoop. You was just banking that mom was extra tired. Yo, but no. So you could get back in time. I told my brother, yo, that that is very courageous for a young man, man. To risk that? Because you know, this is the way your mom was screaming when you was on the fire escape. I know she would have gotten that ass. Yeah, Jamaican ass woman. No no joke. And you feared her. To this day, I still do. I'm not saying a lot of you. What was it that, yo, I I wouldn't have had that. My mom is like three foot tall, and she would have got in my ass, Larry. So one, I, so, <laughs> so one, I really wanted to play too. Don't get it twisted either. I knew when my mother was dead tired from work because right. she was oh, a single right. parent. Get, right. I knew when she was dead tired because she'll knock out early. Um, and once again, because we lived on the first floor, right. even when she went to sleep and the door was locked. We'll lift up the window in between the bars and we'll sit there and talk to all the friends who are outside because I know I wasn't coming back outside. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it, right? And it's sometimes it's kind of like, I just need to go get 100 makes and I just got to go. That's crazy. Yeah. You still 11 at this time? 
How old are you this time? I, I'm creeping. I'm creeping. Yeah, I'm creeping. I'm creeping. Eleven, twelve. <laughs> I'm creeping. You know, I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing the fence. But um, mom started to figure out the love of basketball, right? Okay. And where it took a turn for me was I started playing. She had my brother. She had my sister, um, who were both younger than me. You're the eldest. I'm the oldest. Okay. Yes. Um, but she wasn't coming to my games, mm-hmm. right? And she couldn't because she had to watch the two younger ones. But everybody else's mother was claiming me like that. That's my boy. Ah, That's my son, right? The block so, parent, the whole and, tribe. That's what's and up. then it was like trophies claiming trophies, trophies. So she was like, I don't have no way to put this. And I, it was that many trophies. So I was wow. like, all right, then I put it in my grandmother's house. Mm. So then I did my grandmother's on my mother's side. Then I started doing my grandmother's on my father's side. Shut right? up, man. And then it was kind of like, it was, i never forget it. It was sophomore year here at St. Raymond's. Um, Gary DeCesar didn't make me play varsity as a freshman. I'm still upset about that. <laughs> Gary DeCesar. Sophomore DeCesar. year. Shout out. Um, <laughs> sophomore year, playing well, got a write-up. It was in the Daily News. Full-blown picture, face, everything, making moves. That's dope. And my mother was like, somebody at my job told me it was in the paper today. Oh, shit. And we was reading it at work, and I was like... <clears throat> Mom, I told you. I told I'm you I'm nice. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a big deal. I, I'm here now. And she was like, I was so shocked when I looked in the paper and I read it and I saw your face. I, I was so proud. And I was like, Nick, I've been telling you. <laughs> I work. I kept this in. Where do you think all those trophies you come from? I mean? I know, so, um, we came to fit them. And I'm like, everybody else is claiming me. Like, nobody's really seen you. Like, people need to start seeing you. Right, right. Um... And then she quit her job, and now no, she went I, on the road. Shit. <laughs> shit. So became, we made it. She became a huge basketball fan. But what also happened too is um, a tragedy happened in my family. Mm. Um, my stepbrother, who was staying with us the majority of the time, got killed. He went out to a party with um, oh. some of my friends from my neighborhood. I just chose. I, I didn't want to go. I don't know if I was a. I can't remember if I was away for a game. Um, because I probably wouldn't let him go by himself. So I had to be away mm. for oh. a game or something. Um, and, you know, he was always on the block with us and hanging out. So he knew all of my friends, and he became a part of the crew. Right. Right. Um, and he went to a house party, and something popped off. You know, ignorance at that time, laughing at somebody, a girl dished you or whatever the case may be. Mm. Kids came back um, with a gun and was shooting inside the dark oh, party. Shit. So I think, you know, panicking, I think he... From what they tell me, he got one in the neck. Oh, and he made it out the building and ran <clears throat> down the street. But once again, once you hear shots flying, um, you just disperse and you run. Yeah. Right. And the drug takes over. Yeah. Um, so he's running in the middle of the street and he said a, a, a cab or a car hit him oh, on top of that. So, oh my God. I was upset about that for a long time because I was young. Yeah. Uh, I was a sophomore in St. Raymond's. So I probably was about 14, 15 years old. Um, and I was upset at my friends because I'm like, how the fuck can y'all leave that him? Happened, yeah. Yeah. Right? But now, <clears throat> as a grown man thinking about it, if shots ring off, it's kind of like, like even though y'all brothers, right? It's kind of like, yo. You're just thinking you about Just go. Instinct. Yeah, you're, you're not thinking about it. Like, yo, let me grab my yeah, brother. Right, grab that's whatever. not it. Yeah, um, yeah. And I was mad for a long time. Right. And at friends who I was friends with for a very long time. I'm, I mean, when I say I was mad, I was mad like, Looking for this dude, went to his house. He ended up moving off our block. Oh, wow. Um, due to that or just, just so happened? I think due to that because a lot of people was kind of like... like Scared. 
like June is upset. Like June is looking for you. Oh wow! And I wasn't. I'm not gonna say and say I was a thug. I was right. no tough guy. Um, but you was that I pissed. F- I was that angry, and people wanted answers. Mm-hmm. And because I was so beloved on my block, a lot of people were kind of like, yo, how could you allow this to happen? Right. I get it. And I feel like they was pointing the finger just at him right? because he was the one that invited everybody to the party. And trust you, I heard it was about eight of them that went. Right. But everybody kept their record towards him. I don't know if he made the comment to the kid. I don't know if he was the one that right. instigated it. Right. It just kept stemming towards him and... That ties back to sophomore year. That tragedy happened. Then I came out in the paper. So my mother kind of was like, with this tragedy and you being some form of saving grace to the family, let me go see what's going on. Right. She became a household name in St. Raymond. That's everybody beautiful. knew who she was. That's beautiful, um, man. They asked for Every time I come around, um, Sadia, Musto, um, teachers, from Ms. Schaefer to... Um, Miss Carew to Mr. Poli. Um, wow. Everybody who's there. who's here is like, how's mom? How's mom doing? Yeah. How's mom doing? And, you know, she, she lives here in Park Chester still. Um, we should have had her over here, yeah, too. Yeah, for real, she, man. Yeah, she could tell you some stories. <laughs> boy, tell you that. She could definitely tell you some stories. But um, it went from that to now let me come see what my son is doing, right? And then from sophomore year on, she's been, like, the number one fan. Now it's time to get NBA League pass in the house. It's time to watch the game. It's time to do she things. She's all around. Like, to, this day, to, to this day, she still communicates with Vince Carter's mom. Mm. Oh, nice. Um, because we went to uh, Magic Johnson Round Ball Classic together. Oh. Um, he was in my class. And Dope. she made a lot of different friends. Um, Garnett's mom was there as nice. well. Nice. Um, Paul Pierce's mom. So they, we was in that realm and doing different things and mom is just she's always like how's Chauncey doing I see them on TV like I'm like you asking me like I know these right, right. like I know them but it's like I don't call them on a right, daily they're not basis my boys like that, right, like that. Right, right. she's like I see Vince the other day and she like she's she stays in memory lane and right. I'm like, it's good to see because I'm keeping mom young that's right? beautiful and, um, man it's always a beautiful thing She we, we talk about it all the time and now that I have kids and you know Hopefully one day some of them will want to play. You know, my oldest is a 12. He's like, Daddy, I'm not playing sports. Oh, no. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to force you. Really? Ah. I I was like, Daddy, I was 12 when I got But the little one, the the seven-year-old, he's ready for this. right? I'm not forcing him? Your son. They don't live with me. Uh, So they live in PA with their mom. And so that's why I'm kind of like, whatever you want to do, Pop, it's on you. Um, do whatever you want to do as long as you guys are smart and you're respectful and you do what you need to do whatever you want to do the little one is like yeah daddy where we going let's go to basketball let's do this and I'm trying to tell his mom like he's eager so put him into it right Right? the only thing they played was football they played tackle Um, the oldest one played tackle he was like I'm good but you're not going pro in in football no but not not with a parent that cares (laughs) with all the CTE and all this stuff with all that stuff going on but I'm just kind of like Sports was such a, an amazing thing for me um, growing up and going through challenges, ups and downs, lefts and rights, um, overcoming obstacles. For sure. Um, well, do you, can you recall like a circumstance absolutely. post-basketball career now that basketball helped you get through? Absolutely. Um, freshman year here at St. Raymond's. Mm. I'll never forget. Mr. Rosa, my math teacher. Math teacher, yeah. Um, very first marking period. All my other grades were 85 and 90s and... I was failing math. My mother, that trick Jamaican, was like, you're done with basketball. I was like, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on a second. You're done. 
I had a 55 in math, you know, mm. laughing around, fooling around. Probably didn't get it as much, but wasn't really in tune with it, um, you know, because basketball kind of took over. You're done. It's over. You, you're not doing anything basketball-wise. Until the next market period comes off. Don't go in that gym. Don't look in that gym. You can't do nothing. Took my practice uniform from me. She was not playing. Wasn't playing. Told the Caesar straight up. And if you don't like it, then I'll take him out to school. And I was like, all right, now you're bugging me all the way out. Um, but every day after school, while the team practiced, I was inside that Mr. math Rosa. class with Mr. Rosa. Mm-hmm. Um, my saving grace and probably one of my best teachers that I had here. Wow. Um, and I went from a 55 to a 95. Wow. wow. One marking period? One marking period. Damn, son, I should have had her, awesome. man. I definitely didn't I, have I her. I was locked in and tuned because she made it fun. Mm-hmm. But it was also one-on-one. And she kind of was like, I don't care how good of a ball player you are. Um, you're going to get this work done. Right? And that's what I loved about St. Raymond's. Nobody cared about Charlton Clark, the basketball player, or my right. stature. It was more about you as a person. Right. And I wasn't an asshole or a dickhead. I was right. a little cocky. Um, right. And I could admit that, but I never treated people Less the than. wrong way, right? right? Um, I used to joke with Mr. Sturgis all the time, but I also have respect for him and what he brought to us. There's, um, there's an infamous story about that that I want to see if you want to get into. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> Mr. Sturgis, love him to death. Right. Um, <laughs> he, 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 he would clown with people. Mm. But he'll get up in your ass real serious, like on some security guard shit, real fast, and yoke you up. You had an episode <laughs> where you was clowning. Can you get into it? I was absolutely clowning. So, um, my senior year. Yeah. Oh, that, of course, that's it when was, it's happening. It and was, you injured at the time, no? No, I was you injured. Come back. I was. I was. I came back. Okay. You know, the end of the year, senior shenanigans, and let's clown the teachers. And I was like, oh yeah, I got one. <laughs> And I played Mrs. Surges and walked across the stage. I had my pants hiked up like I was Steve Urkel. <laughs> I had the baby fro thing going on. Um, had the big glasses on. There was an epic. Oh, you got props and everything. Oh, it, oh I, listen, if I'm going to do it, I got to do it right. B.I.G. Yeah, yeah. So, walked across the stage. I mean, oh. when I say people fell out of this seat... Sturge just looked at me like, when I catch you, it's over, right? It went from him, it went from Sadie, it went from DeCesa, it was just so... Wait, was this know. like a talent show? Everybody went out. It, it was this. a talent show, but it, wa- it was, but it wasn't. It was, was that of, down the street? Was, yes, it I was, was there. The, uh, I was there. Actually, on the stage, you know, with DeCesa, with the white yeah. stuff, the cruise on the lip, yeah, 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 yeah. Sadia... <laughs> Who was my JV coach my freshman year? I played JV my freshman year. I mean, Sadia just made you really strongly believe that he was a lunatic. Yeah, no doubt. Um, no, and I, I think I, I still believe and, it. And yeah, to this day, I, I respect that man. I shake his hand all the time. He still, whenever he sees me, he calls me Charlton the Doorman. He gives me <laughs> noogies. I'm like, I'm a whole 40 years old. Stop rubbing the top of my head before I deck you in this building. <laughs> but that's the respect that we have. Mr. Scott, you couldn't curse around Mr. Scott or right. you had to give up that money. Right. You couldn't say the N-word. So yeah. he, he made you have respect in, in that aspect. But also just knowing these people's lives, right? Mr. Scott worked at a shelter at night. I know, man. For years and probably still does it. And goes home and probably gets three hours of sleep and then comes back here to serve his kids again, like... As I was young, I wanted to pattern my life after him because I'm like, this man has given nothing but service to help people, mm-hmm. right? And I think, fast forward, that's why I'm in the role that I'm in today, right? As a principal, um, that's awesome. I'm, I'm blessed 
to know some great people. But also, I also think it's because I was molded from being here at St. Raymond's, mm -hmm. right? I was never an asshole. I treated people with respect. I clowned around, you know, that's what kids like do. But at the does, same yeah. token, um, I had respect. Like, this place raised me to being mm -hmm. a man. Um, it was just my mom. Dad was around, but mom primarily did what she had to do. Grandma was aunts, uncles, but this building and the people that's in this building helped raise me to the person who I am. And Gary DeCesar, who showed me um, what it was to be a man. Mm. Um, every trip we went on, we went to a children's place to see the less fortunate. Oh, wow. So he also took time to humble us and say, listen, you're a great basketball player, but at the end of the day, you can also turn out this way too. Wow. How would you want people to take care of you? Wow. So stuff like that resonates with me for the rest of my life. Wow. To know that there's people less fortunate that I can always help out um, yeah. and do what I need to do. So I got to say, like, um, this is Scott played a huge role in my life as well. Well, it's Sturgis as well. Um, and I came back. We had him on the show. I'm not sure if you well, did you know it hasn't that. hasn't come out it yet. hasn't come yeah. out yet, but if, if we told stands, you. Yeah. But it, I had to pay so much respect. And um, I have a book out, and I wrote him a huge-ass, like, dedication really? to the book. Because, yo... At the time, I had, you know, you're finding your way. You're a kid. You know, what the hell do you know? And then at the time also, you, you kind of like fade out your parents a little bit. Like, I'm Absolutely. too cool. What do they yeah. know? But then there's other people that factor into your life. And that man literally showed me how to love myself mm. as a black man. And for me, I'm wearing my hair and all that. I felt more accepted because he showed me that. And mm. I had to pay him that. That, that You know Absolutely. what I mean? I, I say that to say like we're on the same page with that, but I want to ask you a question. It's got to be. I have a question. You were on the newspaper, okay, when the trauma happened. Um, and, and, you know, I, what I want to know is how did you balance the huge trauma that you faced, that you endured uh, with the death that you had in your family and still made basketball top-notch, still, like, like, how did you, because you're still angry, upset, you're emotional, but how did you navigate that to balance those things out? Because I feel like, as for a kid, anybody could have gone left there. Absolutely. But where, what, what, what did you do? What, what blocked that out and still had you here? I don't get it. So, I say this, and I tell a lot of people this. When I was younger, I was a jealous basketball player. In what sense? Yeah. <clears throat> when you mentioned the greats, that you had to mention my name. Okay. Oh, so, okay. In my era, Stefan Marbury you. was that dude. Mm -hmm. Felipe Lopez was that dude. Mm -hmm. um, and they played with me in the Gauchos as well. So it was <clears throat> anytime you mentioned their name, you, you had to, to be mention in that my name, right? Yeah. So That's dope. I'll like tell that. you what the trigger really was. I was hungry, I was determined. Like I said, from my neighborhood and, and just being an athlete. Um, but what really pushed me was Hoop Scoop was the shit it back then. You open up <laughs> in New York City as a sophomore, you're, uh, you're top five. As a junior, you're top senior, whatever. But at the time, freshmen, they had me up there as freshmen in the city. But when you look in the country, Where am I at? So I'm like, okay, cool. Sophomore year, you look, 365. And I'm like, that was your rank. Here. You were 365 in the, in the country. country. 365. So now it's like, 
You're waiting for that hoop scoop to come out because I want to see what's going on. Yo, his face. The city was taken care of because the battles with the gauchos and playing, people knew who you were in the city. That national ranking meant something to me. Right. Because I'm like, you know, everybody, I got my hood on my back. I'm doing this right, and that. Right, 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 right. I ain't thinking about none of that shit. Right, right. I'm thinking about I want me. this country on my back. <laughs> right? Gary DeCesar put us in that perfect position to play. We played against the Jason Kids of the world. We played what? against Carlos Williamson. Mm, um, Arkansas. Oh, I didn't know that, I didn't know that either. We played what? against everybody. We played this, a national schedule. But crazy. All that was my freshman year when okay. I was playing JV. Oh. So I felt like uh, you're disrespecting uh, me. <laughs> I need to be on this team, right? So you didn't even play freshman hoops. You played JV. I played JV. Wait, okay. wait, wait. You felt disrespected at being playing JV as a freshman. As a freshman. Yo, that's crazy. Because I wanted ball. to play varsity. I get it. But you felt you could hold your own with the vars. <laughs> or it wasn't just like, yo, I'm a jealous basketball player. I, I'm, you, no, I Yo, he was 11 playing with 16-year-olds. Yo, that's true. <laughs> yo, you were spoiled. Did and you he was even, a liar. Yo, I, yo yeah, that's another thing. I didn't touch on Lying that. Lying ass dude. I got so many questions about that because you skipped around. You, you, We on 40 no, no, now. No, no, I, we ain't right. I'm still at 11. No, no, I'm, I'm still, on 11. No, I'm still here. I'm in that prime <laughs> stage, right? So... I'm like, damn, I come back, I see the articles, we play this, Myrtle Beach this, Jason Kidd this, triple-double, this, that, and the third. Uh But at the time, I can understand it now, right? Yeah. My freshman year, Kareem Reed comes in Uh as a sophomore. Talentine just closed down. That's right. She transferred in. So Kareem Reed transferred in. Kareem Reed ruined a lot of people's career because him transferring in (laughs) took a lot of spots from other people. Wow. So it was like, how do I get this kid in? who's electrifying at this point onto this varsity team and then still keep the others happy. And Reem went off his sophomore year, right? And I'm just like, all right. If he going to go off, I'm going to go off my freshman year. Average about 35 as as, as a freshman on JV. Wow. I was starving. Starving. Bones was touching. Grizz was touching. (laughs) And Sadia kept... Injecting the fuel too. You ain't shit. Kick me out of practice. Oh, what? Me running steps. Um, throwing the ball rack at me. Throwing balls in. Like, and you didn't give up. You just like, all right. I'll run through a wall. Do it again. Right. But and what was that about? Was you just a, like an egocentric? He, he knew how to t- get, push your buttons. Or was he doing it to like fire you up to be better than what you were? No, I think it was. You're too cocky. Let me okay. bring you down. Okay, okay. And I know him and the Caesar was talking. It's kind of like sure. I want you to try to break him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. I didn't think about it then, but I was like, you're not gonna break me because I know where I belong, and I was that hungry and that determined. So even with Sadie running up and down and punching lockers and doing stuff, I was like, ah, too. Like, like I'm not scared of you. Like, let's fight. And he's like, no, 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 like I'm punching myself. Down. I'll punch myself too. <laughs> So it was always that it was always that competitive edge fire, with him, yeah. right? And that That's fire. Dope. And the Caesar's like, I can't bring this kid up because if I do, his head is gonna go like Explode. this. Yeah. But it was just like I wanna play with the big boys. Like I'm not here to sit behind nobody. I didn't do that on J V, but you know, when he tried to explain to me, he was like, I had too many people, I couldn't find a place to play and I'm like, then let me earn that. Let me go bust their ass. Right? Fast forward to sophomore year, 365. Right. Tyler Brown now. Yeah, senior. Tyler Brown, wow. That dude, Rasan Thompson, Damon Bonaparte, um, Kareem Reed now is a junior. Eric Harris is a junior. Mm-hmm. Here I am, sophomore. Um, we had JaVale Nesmith, who 
was another sophomore who came up who was going to be playing on the team. Shout out to my boy, Javel. He transferred out. Um, no. <laughs> um, Where'd he go, by the way? So we could throw some dirt on his name. Never dirt. That's my guy. I love him. <laughs> no, I wish you could have stayed, but we. at the same no, time. No, we, we, I'm like, you going to be all right. Nah, you ain't going to throw dirt on my name. All right, all right, you know what? That's a friend. We, we That's might a have friend. to pause That's this shit and handle some business with y'all. Um, which was a good thing, right? Dwayne Dingle, Dana's brother, transferred in. Yes. He was at Lehman High School, mm-hmm. and he transferred in. Um, so we had a crew. No, Dwayne actually transferred in my junior year. Um, so um, Norris Flesher, Aljamie Dorham, um, Darnell Whitfield, um, Walter Augustine. Um, we had a team, right? But Tyler was everything. And Kareem right. was on the up and coming. Eric Harris was the best defensive player in the country. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Damon Bonaparte was seven foot blocking everything. Rasan Thompson controlled the four. So we had a great, great team. Um, but that 365 was weighing on me. And on top of that, I should have been here last year. That's how I was feeling. Right. Mm. So the person that was in my way was Tyler Brown. Okay. He wasn't in my way, but it was kind of like, in my mind, I'm going to go as hard as I can at you every day because I know you're not going to back down. You're a senior. Mm-hmm. You could either be like, listen, I'm already signed. I could do whatever I want to do. I could right. coast. Or... Young nigga, you're not doing this to me. I'm right. going to bust your ass. Bust your ass. And it, every day it got so competitive to the point, if I'm lying, I'm flying. Tyler might tell you this himself. He kind of was like, yo, why are you going so hard? Mm-hmm. Like, we're on the same team. And my answer was, because I don't want to sit behind you and cheerlead for you. I want to play with you. Right. And I think Tyler at that point found a newfound respect for me. Mm-hmm. And if you ask Tyler to this day, he said it the other day we was in a group chat. He was like, you were LeBron James before LeBron James. Mm-hmm. You were strong. You were physical. You was muscular. You could jump. You could run. You can dunk. You can shoot. You can do everything. And you was that. Like, I've never seen a while of Jamaican in you because you were just <laughs> physically. Right? right? But I played football, too, and I played baseball. You weren't scared of contact. Like, I wasn't scared there. of nothing because right. I used to sense. play with older kids <clears throat> right. in my neighborhood. Right. And it was just kind of like that 365. I'm like, by the end, it's going to start getting up there. Fast forward to my senior year without skipping years. Um, I opened up the paper. Number 14 in the country, Charlton wow. Clark, right? Wow, 14. Ahead of, ahead of me, I have it on my phone. I keep it as a reminder, um, you know, not to live in the past. But ahead of me, you have Kevin Garnett, who's number one. Stephon Mulberry is number two. Sharif Abdul-Rahim. Wow. Paul Pierce, Ron mm. Mercer, Vince Carter. Um, Chauncey was in there, but Chauncey was behind me. <laughs> what? Um, like, yeah, I'm looking at the list like, damn, right? And some people's like, yo, you should have been higher. But once again... You know, that's how the cookie crumbles, right? Well, I want to hear more of the list, man. You're going to have to send us a copy. Yeah, I want to see that. I definitely that. will. Okay. I, 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 Text I me that. Will. I, that, I need that for will. my promo run for the for Yo, that's dope, I man. I'm going to be tagging the fuck out Charlton of here. Charlton Clark? I got to number 15. Robert tracked the trailer. God bless the dead. God bless Yes, R.I.P. Albert White, my Michigan boys. I played with them in camp, and I almost went to Michigan because of them. I love, wow. I'm, a, I'm a Fat Five person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Fat Five changed. Basketball game yes. and evolutionize it to the 13th power. Agreed. Um, Jalen Rose can't do no wrong to me. He's right. that dude. Right. And I always wanted to be that tall guard 
Back in the days at right. 6'3", yeah, I'm you like, was tall, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. tall. Yeah, you was big. Jalen Rose is 6'8". Yeah. Like, I wish I was 6'8", 6'7", 6'8". For sure. I'm in the league right now. But anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was that's what motivated me, right? And when I got to 14, I was like, I'm here now. Like, now it's time to really put my stamp on it and, and continue to do it. And, you know, I broke my ankle senior year after mm. 10 games. How'd that happen? On the court, like playing yes. the game? Okay. Playing against Rice in the uh, old gym in St. Raymond's, the old gym in the yeah. box. In the box. Yes. We had the advantage. Um, playing against Rice. Um, Nothing crazy. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, yes, it was. it was 10 seconds left in the game. It was a game winner. We went to the basket, came down, got the and one, landed, stepped on somebody's ankle. Yeah. Um, rolled it. Right? Mm-hmm. There was probably three seconds left. I was on the floor for a while. We up two. And I was like, I need to hit the free throw. Couldn't walk. <sighs> they carried me. On, I hobbled to the foul line. Never forgot. That's with the cutoff sleeve my yeah. senior year. <laughs> um, and I was the deceased. was like, you got to come out the game. We have some. I was like, don't you dare take me out this game. Right? It's our rivals, Rice. Yeah. And with a broken ankle, I shot the free throw. Made the free throw, subbed me out. We ended up winning the game. That was our wow tenth game of the season. We <clears throat> went to California, played in the tournament in California, won the championship. Wow. Um, was averaging forty one at that time. What? I went off with our first tournament. You greedy motherfucker. Wait, wait, wait. In the tournament or I, the season? The season. You were averaging 41 points. All right, out. You're out. a despicable motherfucker. Listen, you don't need no liars. We don't need no liars. We don't need no liars on dribbling dimes, okay? No, you know Charlie what? Charlie walks out of here. You're fired. Before you get, you, how many assists did you average? I'm Zero. He <laughs> got nothing. No, no, no. He I'm, forgot. No, no. no I'm going to tell you exactly what it was. I went from a sophomore year with Tyler, Kareem, and all the – Yeah. And we had seven Division One players. Yep. To my junior year, it was me, Kareem, and Eric. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Dingle, Ramin Wigerton, Walter Gusson. We played basically five guards. I was playing center. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right? We played five guards, and we ran through everybody. Went That's to the championship crazy. and lost to Felipe. That's when Felipe was sitting on the basket. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, to my senior year, right, Kareem's gone, Eric is gone. It's just me, Dwayne, and Ramin. But we had all young bucks. We had Bernard Barrows, who was an amazing. Mm, mm, D. Barrows is sick. One of the greatest. Yeah. Um, Clarence Cooper. Vaughn Hunter moved up yeah. because I broke my ankle and got That's hurt. That's right. That's Ernest right. was on that team. Kit was on that team. Yep. Um, Kawan Johnson. Mike McLeod. Um, we had some ball players, but they were all young. Jamal, Jamal, Jamal Fields, Fields, my guy. Um, they were all young, mm. right? Um, and I was like, they were all jokesters too. Yeah, mm-hmm. clown. You had the clown. You was a clown too. I was a clown, but when it came to yeah, this yeah, court got, and playing on this court, yeah, yeah. I was totally serious because <laughs> I'm like, we are St. Raymond's high school. We are the cream of the crop, right? right? Um and I wanted them to know, yes, with all the gear that Gary Caesar got us, we looked amazing. <laughs> yeah. We the first ones with silk uniforms, yeah, three different uniforms, cut off sleeves. We was the main attraction. And I was like, I'm not going to allow y'all to fuck up my senior year because y'all want to joke around. And y'all don't know how serious this is. We're on a national stage. We're nationally wrecked. 
we conduct ourselves a different way. Mm-hmm. And they were all young, and I understood that. So fast forward to the to tournament out in California. Guys is fucking around, playing around um, in a hotel. We go to shoot around and practice. They're playing around, laughing, joking. I'm like, yo, we're at a national tournament. There's no time to play around. There's college coaches in the stands. Mm-hmm. They didn't understand that because they were all freshmen and sophomores. And I was like, I'd be damned if I'm going to allow y'all guys to mess it up for me. And DeCesar was like, you can lead, but you have to lead a certain way. I only knew one way, and that was tough. Right. Because that's how DeCesar was with me. Right. So I just was giving back what Sadie gave to me right, and what DeCesar right, right. gave to me. I was right. just giving it back. You better my- shave, motherfucker. Shave. Exactly. <laughs> Don't come in here with no type of peace plus. Um, so the day before the game, we was practicing, and I mean – Turnovers, sloppy. It was looking sloppy, and I spazzed out on the court hmm. in practice. This is in California. In California, okay. spazzed out. The season was like, "Go have a seat," and I'm like, "No, we have a game, national tournament. There's nationally ranked teams here. I'm not trying to come out here to lose." And he sat me in his room and was like, "I'm benching you the whole first half." These kids are young. They don't know no better. And for you to be a leader and them look up to you, you can't black out that way. And mm. I'm like, what else you want me to do? They're laughing and joking. I'm like, how are you allowing this? This is not you. Right. And he's like, I have to adapt because that's what they do. And I'm like, well, I'm not adapting. And I'm right. conforming to nothing. Right. Right. right? Wow. I, we had Mrs. Mrs. Scott. Um, wow. Mr. Bowling was also our assistant coach at the time mm. as well. Mrs. Sturgis used to come on a trip too because we used to have our study hall sessions and we did our thing. Right. Um, but I lost it, right? And he was like, that's no way to be a leader. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck what you say. <laughs> like, we had a national tournament. Like, it's go yeah, time. it's go time, yeah. And you got college scouts and coaches and shit. We played against some team from Cali, man. Uh, the kid's name was Circus King, and he was nationally ranked. And, you know, I'm picking everybody off at this point. I'm <laughs> like... You nationally rank. I'm, I'm, coming I'm coming for your neck. Cal was there. You see, like, we're on the West Coast. Like, all these big schools is there. <clears throat> and I'm sitting on the bench. And I'm licking my chops. And I'm upset. And I'm like, So you, right. this is you being benched. This is that first half benching that the season was talking about. Right. Sitting there. I'm angry. We losing. What was the score? What was the deficit? What was the deficit when you walked At in At halftime, we was down 10. Okay, okay. Right. not too bad. It was. It could have got worse. Yeah, could have yeah. got worse. But I was in my feelings for sure. the first couple of timeouts. Then I was like, "Yo, get it together." Started encouraging these dudes. Okay, because the season was definitely looking at me like, "You're gonna keep power, and I won't play you the whole game." I don't. Uh, uh, he told you. He just looked yeah, at you. you. He it. just. I just kept seeing the look. I kept feeling it, and I was but like, "I will not." These things playing. They playing around. I'm not trying to lose. Right. So I was like, "Yo, let's go. We gotta get together. Let's play hard. We gotta do X, Y, and Z." So I'm. So now, like, I'm getting into it, and I'm coaching. Make the extra pass. Good job. Get it. Do everything. Second half, he's like, "You ready?" Man, I snapped Clark off that. Kent. Yo, Clark Kent. snapped off that uniform that that's warm up suit so quickly, and got on that court, and I was like, "Don't say nothing." Like, I was <laughs> mad, like tears ready to come out, but I'm like, "Don't say nothing to me." But Bernard was like, "Yo, you ready to go?" And I was like, "Swing it." Give me the fucking ball. Son. Pretty much without saying that. Because right, right, right. I'm like, this he's watching my every move right. now. I'm like, but me and Bernard had the, he was like, son, let's go. Right. Man, I tell you, 
from one three to the next three to the and one to the and I just kept going, 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 going. <laughs> so it went into overtime. Okay. Wow. Came back. I mean, the place was going crazy. Went into overtime. He was like, "Do what you got to do now." And I was like, "You will never bitch me a day in your life again." <laughs> and just kept going, pouring, pouring. And he. This season was amazing because the season knew how to press buttons. Mm. And it was like, I needed you to do that because I needed them to see this shit means something. Mm. Right? Yeah, because you was the stud on the team. I so. was <clears throat> at that time, right? right? I was the only one left. Yeah. Um, and it That's was like, incredible. I needed you to do that in order for them to see how serious this is and how they have to approach it. But it's also how you say it. Right, mm-hmm. and I've learned that in life. It's not what you do; it's how you say yeah. it. Like you can talk yes. to me. Um, I always say, um, "Speak to me, don't speak at me." Mm-hmm. Right, right. Speak right. to me, don't speak at me. Because if you speak at me, now I'm gonna get defensive. Right. And pretty much, he was like, "You were speaking at them, and that's why you wasn't getting the responses that you wanted." Right. right? Mm-hmm. And then when I got hurt, it was like, "Now you gotta go out there and do it yourself." But at the same token that prepared them for life without me. I was still right. there on crutches, but it was like... They knew we, they knew how serious shit was. Now we knew how serious it was. Now we knew how to lock in a game face. You can talk all the shit you want after, but when you're in the moment, you got to be in the moment, right? And um, it, took, it took them some time, and it was a great, ex- it was a great, 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 great experience. How many you points know, did you rack up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, definitely. 33? 45. That, that game? That second game, half. Game. Yeah, the second half. That game, I hit for 43. No! Damn, I hit for 40. I thought, you know, I thought it was just being... Jo- I honestly, I was like, yo, he's being sarcastic right now. But that's how it was average for 41. Yeah, but this is the second half, <laughs> Charlton Clark. He doesn't... Uh, yo, assist. There's no such thing. His stats. No, but still, 43? Zero Listen, assist. James Harden went back in the time. I was like, yo, well, yo, yo, hold on. Nah, listen. Where's your beard? Where's this your beard, James? Are you James Hart? Hi, <laughs> Yo, do you have footage of that? Do you have uh, footage of, of I you? I doubt it. Yo, we need to see footage. Rack up some you got to what, uh, what? You know what I want? I don't you know care. I, I be telling Matt Augusta. Me and Matt Augusta. Yo, Matt Augusta. Matt Augusta. Yo, footage. On CD so we can start. Yo, you know what's so yeah. funny? Yeah. We had him on and he said he was about to do that he, too. Yeah. But he wasn't. Matt, you're talking about uh, the, the, the M1 joints. M1 joints. The M1. He was the M1. Charlie Clark. M1. Get Charlie Clark footage. Yo, a lot of you know what I want? I, for, for the people that are in that chat, of yours, right? Yeah. I want y'all to listen to this, so feed it to them. Yes. I want you to listen to this, and then I want y'all to comment on social media <laughs> if this dude is bullshit. Okay? No word. That's what I want y'all word. to do. Everybody sound like they, everybody got a good game until they pop that bubble of 41. I know, I know the names in that chat. If well, you bullshit, they'll come out the woodwork. Well, there was one. When my best friend, Alex Perez, who went to St. Raymond's as well, um, went on to Manhattan College, left Manhattan College, went to St. John's. Mm-hmm. Um, he was doing extraordinarily well for himself. Works at Merrill Lynch right now. Nice. He's a um, financial advisor. Dope. He nice. was the manager at the time here at St. Raymond's, and we oh, were best friends. Nice. Um, he kept the books, so he knows he, he best. Knows. Right. Yo, and he, we need them books. He also was that warrior. That was my right-hand man. So it was gotcha. like, yo, June. Turn your shit up and let's go. Like, wow. if I was bullshitting, he's like, yo, Bullshit. you looking like some shit out here. You better turn and step your shit up. And he was that person from sophomore year all the way 
through now to life. You know, Godfather of my kids. Wow. Um, my best man at my wedding. Beautiful, That's my guy. Man. That's dope. Um, Anthony Duran, who's also the manager here at St. Raymond's, got to see a lot of artwork we put in. Um, and the rest of the guys are a little younger. Andre Barrett, who's one of my good friends as well, who was amazing at Rice and probably one of the all-time leading scorers and assist person at Rice. Hmm. Um Who's amazing? He's in the chat. Matt Augustine, St. Raymond's. That's family. That's, that's he's a in the Congo. He's in the Congo family. We have a Congo, <laughs> I have my Congo family. Vaughn Hunt is a Congo yeah. as well. Oh hell yeah! Chris yeah. McRae's a Congo. Oh well. McRae! Yeah, Shout next, out to you, baby. Yeah, Shout out. Right. That's my guy. I got, I got a question McCray for you. Yes. I, I want. I want to take it back to 1995, 96. Actually, right before that. Right before your freshman year at UMass. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, we didn't touch UMass. I was doing a little research and I read your decision on what school you were going to go to was a secret to everyone, it sounded like. At least Facts. that's what the papers reported. Even to your own mother. Your Di- mother found Diary out. Diary of the recruit. Diary of the recruit. Right. Yes. Your mother, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so your mother finds out, I think it was the night before something, she's shopping for hats, <clears throat> and she finds out because Gary told her what hat right. he bought, right? So <clears throat> you had your choice of Kruger at Florida, Yes, Long you Kruger. Had Long Kruger. You had Jim Calhoun at UConn. UConn. And you had John Calipari at, at UMass. John Calipari, UMass. And Texas was definitely one because Terrence Wrench was there. Yeah, one of my all-time right. favorites. Right. Um, Reggie Freeman went uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. Also, too, from Rice right be- the year before me. Um, right. How about Arkansas? Was that... <clears throat> Arkansas tried to recruit me. Georgia Tech tried to recruit me very late. Uh, Kansas recruited me. Wow. Um, wow. Syracuse was on me, but I never really seen any Syracuse letters. I don't think Gary was too fond of how they recruited. Okay. Um, so I never seen a Syracuse letter. Um, when I was young, I was a big Georgetown fan. Mm-hmm. John Thompson. That makes sense. Um, disciplinarian. Yep. Um, right. Patrick Ewan, Jamaican. Yeah. Um, ah. But it was more of I, that Hoyer, that bulldog meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, John Thompson being a successful black coach as well. Right. Um, I used to love watching Georgetown Syracuse games, Georgetown St. John's games. Um, that was the highlight and the pinnacle for me. Um, but as I got older, I started more schools, right? And Gary was like, what schools would you like to go to? And I told him my top ten. And next you know, they were all here watching Shut me. up. Wow. Um, um, Texas was, was another good school. Kansas kind of ruled themselves out and Gary played a major part in that as well because the season was like if the head coach can't come see you that means they really don't want you right, that's mm. um, and at that time Matt Doherty was the assistant coach so Roy Williams didn't come mm-hmm. so everybody who I gave an official visit to and I really was serious about their head coaches were sitting in my living room wow so, look um, at that Steve man. Fisher wow was at Michigan because Michigan yeah. was my school wow um, of course um, but the year before that they <clears throat> took four or five All-Americans from the All-American game. Um, Guards? Willie Mitchell. Willie Mitchell was like a 6'7 guy from Michigan. Gerard Ward um, was from Mississippi. He was about 6'7, 6'8. Okay. Who thought he was God's gift to the world. He was like, I shoot like Bird, I jump like Jordan, I pass like Magic. And I'm like... He, would say, he said that? He said that in an article that I was reading and I was like, yeah. all, right. all right. You know, but I watched them and see. Um, <laughs> they had a crew, Maurice Taylor... Who oh, of I course. Liked, who was yes. very good Definitely. Uh, at Michigan at that time. Mm-hmm. A white boy, I forgot his name. Kind of could shoot the shit out the ball. So they had, and I was like, I can't then, fit. Right, fast forward to my year, um, 94, 95. Um, track the trailer sign because he's from Michigan. Yeah. Right. 
the goods. He was National Player of the Year in Michigan. Albert White, who was his running mate, and we played together at camp. Right. So I knew the Michigan boys very, very, very well because mm-hmm. they knew I loved Michigan because everything I wore was Jalen Rose jersey, right. the baggy shorts. I was walking around Michigan heavy. That's crazy. Um, so they was like, yo, you should come to the school to the point where I was going to visit the same time they visited and we was going to oh, do wow, a lot of different things. Yeah. Wow. And at ABCD, we happened to be on the same team. Oh, everything was so aligned. So I'm playing point guard Robert Trailer, who's probably the best big man in the camp besides Garnett. I think Garnett went to Nike. Garnett okay. went to Nike, so Track the Trailer was the guy at ABCD. ABCD. Wow. I pick and roll the shit out of ABCD that Fuck year. Played that's, got a, that's beautiful oh, music right there. Right? And so they he put... He was abusing people. They put a couple of Michigan cats on my team with me, the only New York guy, so when we went back to the hotel, I was chilling with the Michigan guys, right? And we were just chilling and bugging out, so, you know, their lingo is different, and, you know, right. we bonded very well. Track the Trailer was my guy, 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 God Damn. rest the dead. Um, <clears throat> but... It, it it worked out for the best. How did okay? So you heavy into Michigan? What the hell happened? Yeah, how did you narrow it down? To well, the, how did UMass come in and sneak in? So this is what I really wanted to do, and like I said, Michigan was the dream school, but they had too many bodies, and I'm like, and when Steve Fisher came to the house, he was like, listen, it's either you, Stephon Marbury, Wayne Turner, who was a beast out of Boston and yeah. went to Kentucky, yeah, um, and my guy Lou Bullock. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. from um, DC, mm-hmm. right? He was like, "Whichever one of y'all I get first, I'm done." And I was like, oh, "So you felt like you just one of one of one of many, right?" And yeah. I'm like, "For that to be my dream school, I ain't feel I right." I need more than that. Plus, the guys that were there before that, I watched them the whole year. The ball wasn't moving around; it got stuck too much. And I'm like, I'll end up fucking one of these dudes up <laughs> because right. I'm like, I'm a competitor. I'm a player. I want to play. It's too many egos right now, and I didn't want to deal with that. So they, that eliminated my dream school. Hmm. Okay. Texas with Tom Penders, Terrence Rancher was there, Reggie Freeman was there, two New York guys, and I was like, I went down there for a visit, almost lost my mind. That's what Vaughn said. Vaughn was like, <laughs> yo, he did say that. Wow. Sixth Street is like Fordham Road, but all bars and yo, Austin, no joke. <laughs> yo, yeah, yeah. amazing, yeah. Yo. amazing. I would have gone there too. The weather's amazing. Baseball, I would have tried to play baseball too. Um, but Tommy Penders was just too laid back for me. Mm. I'm going from Gary DeCesar. Yeah, hot fire, breathing dragon. Dave Jones at the Gaucho Gym, who's <laughs> on like top this. of your ass. Yeah. And I'm like, me at this point now, I know who I am. I would have walked all over Tommy Penders. Me personally. Yeah. Right, right, right. I'd have been out doing all type of shit and would have been all messed up in the head, being away from home. So you knew at that stage that's that you needed that in order to be successful. Absolutely. So that's crazy. When that's I narrowed thing. it down to it, I narrowed it down to John Calipari, who was getting in everybody's face and didn't give a fuck who you were. Yep. Jim Calhoun was getting in everybody's face. He, he had Ray Allen and he was doing what he was doing. That's right. Heavy Boston accent and didn't care who you were. Um, and Long Kruger. Purdue. Oh, okay. Purdue came in late, which had Gene Kitty at the time. Yeah, oh my right? God. Um, His face is red like a motherfucker. Ew, kick your ass. Um, <laughs> Bobby Knight probably would have recruited me, but he didn't come this far up to the East Coast. Yeah, he, he, down he never there, did. Right? right. Um, I probably would have gave Bobby a shot because I'm like, I want to bump heads because he's probably going to bring the best out of me. Right. So I noticed in Long Kruger was another one. Right. But Florida was up and coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At the time, they had a good Cinderella run. They went to the Elite Eight, so they were they were building, and I was like, 
Florida was amazing time. And I'm just kind of like, this is deep from home, too. Okay. So when I narrowed it down, was going to take a visit out to Purdue, but I didn't. Georgia Tech came on late Mm -hmm. um, after the city playoffs, and I started playing well, and they wanted to get in because they were kind of like, if we get Stephon Mulberry and him, y'all played together at the Gauchos. Now I have two studs from New York, and I'm like, do I really want to remain in Stephon's shadow? Mm-hmm. Right? And that was another thing why I kind of X'd out St. John's. Do I really want to stay in Felipe's right, shadow? Even right. though it's close to home. I had the wifey who lived right around the corner <laughs> who was giving me hot loving and good plates. Um, <laughs> I was good. I could have stayed home too. And then it was kind of like, I got my two Oyes up here at UMass. <laughs> they going to need some help. It's two-hour drive from here to yeah, this. Two hours straight, 95, 91, I'm here. Um, and then and it was Antonio's out of pizza. Yeah, it was you. <laughs> so yeah, you, are, yo, you just shouted them out. They don't give you a slight sponsor. sponsorship. Word. So it was. It was. It boiled down to UConn and UMass, mm-hmm. right? UConn, Ray Allen was still there. Daron Schaefer, who was the guard from Israeli, 6'5 point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened was... Ricky Moore, who's from Atlanta, who looked like Roy Jones, mm-hmm. he signed early. Then Rashmel Jones, who's from like Connecticut, Brewster, that area, who was kind of a beast built like me, mm. he signed as well. So then I'm like, you have Ray Allen, Deron Schaefer, Ricky Moore, who just signed a freshman, and Rashmel Jones, who just signed as a freshman. That guard. Now, if I sign and I wanted to go there, now you have five guards. I'm not competing with nobody. Whereas at UMass is just Padilla, my two guys, Padilla and Oye. Yeah, Oye. Right? <laughs> oh, man. My guys was there, right? They was there. Yeah, so I, got, like, I got to see Carmelo for a couple properties. Of, I know he's doing real estate up there. Yes, indeed. Los, Los Yo, Trump was crazy. I got to say this. Um, we haven't had, I'm basing this on Vaughn Hunter's experience. Mm. Vaughn, it felt like, yo, well, yo, it was a party school. I'm going to Texas. <laughs> you know, come, I'm, so I'm coming from that extreme to where you're like, yo, you're more like diligent with this process. And I feel like, yo, that speaks to your maturity level from a young age of you balling with the 16-year-olds at 11, right. et cetera. Because I don't feel like, I, I'm, you could correct me if I'm wrong, I don't remember someone of our guests thinking with that process, with that diligence. Like, at yo, that you, age, yeah. At right. that age, I feel like, yo, most kids, you're a kid. Even though you're mature, you're still a kid. True. And I could see the lights grabbing you. You said you had a great time at Florida. I could see that shit just being like, yo, fuck it, let's go. You know what I mean? What the hell? Where was that coming from? The whole, like, you thought it through. Who, who inspired that? Who was kind of coaching that? I think it was, a balance. It, was a, it was a balance of different people, right? Um, once again, my mother, who was the mother and the father in the household, um, never wanted to disappoint her. Um, Vaughn's mother actually also too. Vaughn is like my little brother, mm. okay, my little big brother. Yeah, he's a his big mother. Dude. His he's mother big. played a major role right. in, in that as well. My sponsor um, was everything to me, right? Um, him, his wife, his three kids at the time, their family. They embraced me in Great Neck, Great Neck, Long Island, which is all Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Um, took me out to dinner, showed me the finer things in life. Um, in life, um, that's beautiful. <clears throat> And never was embarrassed 
to say that's my son. Wow. wow. He came to every St. Raymond's game. He wow. went to Fordham. He went to Iona. Wherever we traveled and we were here, he was there. And he stuck out like a sore thumb because mm-hmm. he was like, that's my son. And everybody's looking at him. Oh, you see all the black people looking at him like, hey, shut up. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Mr. Drummond? He didn't care. <laughs> Word, right? Mr. Drummond. <laughs> after the game, he'll come up to me after big hug. I'm proud of you, son. Another one who rush, rushed out every morning to get the paper. Wow. Daily News, New York Times, or the Post. He made sure he got out early in the morning to make sure, like, my boy is in the paper. Damn, so I had a lot of great people in my corner. Gary DeCesar, I, I can't say enough for him and, and Pammy DeCesar. They pretty much raised me through this process. And I definitely have to credit Gary to Caesar because he ran St. Raymond's like it was a college program. Mm. So I felt like I was prepared for college right. before that with study hall, with a person like Mrs. Sturgis. We had Dr. Viteri, who was our team doctor, helping us stretch and doing different things. I was mentally prepared for mm. college before I got to college. Wow, that's a right? beautiful man. Um, so definitely, I mean, Gary to Caesar, my sponsor, Ron Barron, um, his wife, um, my mom, Vaughn's mom. A lot of a lot of different people at the end of the day because I always kind of like I don't want to be that failure I don't want to be that fuck up, right? Um, so do things the right way, right? right? Always consult with people and don't make hasty decisions, right? Um, Yo, but I, I gotta say, man, to... you know, you know, we t- we t- you touched on something earlier, which where you spoke about like not drinking, for example, mm-hmm. in college, which we got to get more to college because, <laughs> like, I know you from college, right. even though you came from St. Raymond, but, like, I was I was, a, I was a child. And right. I was like, oh, my God, this guy's out there. You mess. It's like you rock stars to me, man. Like, you know what I mean? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, Marcus Camby, like, you, I'll, I'll be, I'm, no smoke. I'm not blowing no smoke. I'm dead serious. Like, yeah, for me, that was, I remember those vividly. You know what I mean? Facts. Because, for example, I'll, I'll keep a, a, a like John Wallace in Syracuse, for example. Mm. Like I remember that team. Played them too. You know, Ray yeah. Allen and UConn. Yes, sir. You know, there's teams that just stick out. Kentucky, we talked about Tony Duncan and Walter. Like, there's teams that forever, you you can't remove them. For, I don't know what a rank is. We got to do some sort of ranking college no, we don't, thing. We don't do no fact checking. No, 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 no. I'm saying. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I know what I'm saying is I don't know. I don't know. They've where, ever where ranked. They yeah, I'm yeah. saying I, I'm curious to find out what that is. That was a great run. Um, That's your freshman year. I'm, that was let's, my let's freshman on that. year. Like I said, I had very minimum to do with that. I was on that team. I got hurt early. Yeah, I hear um, you. But at the same token, that team was made up and ready for success from the year before. Yeah. Right? right? Um, just... Going to the games and going on visits. I probably went to UMass to visit unofficially like seven times. It's right there. Wow. I went to, yeah, it's right here. It's two no, hours away, right? right? And, um, you know, the season at that time was also learning from different college coaches and he right. had his bond. You know, you go to five star, you sit with all these coaches and you do different things. So the season was definitely picking brains mm-hmm. and he knew of the people to go pick brains with. Right. Um, and we was at UMass. I remember. You was hanging with Cal? I, I wasn't unofficially. Well, I, I guess you I wasn't, can't, right? I, I can't. Right, right, right. I right. can see, but once again, Dana was on the team, so that right. was the the, the, the playoff, plug, right? Yeah. I'm with my coach, my high school coach, and Dana Dingle right. from the high school, so that's why right. we're there. That makes but just watching Lou Rowe operate, watching um, Derek Kellogg, who's mm. now coaching at LIU in Brooklyn, yeah, yeah. Um, 
watching Marcus Canby grow up in within that time and do some things. Tyrone Weeks was one of my best friends oh, yeah. at um, UMass as well, playing. Dante Bright, like I said, Dante came out of high school top three. Yeah, it was he had dog. Roger Rhodes, Roger Rhodes, Dante, and I think it was probably Jason Kidd. Oh wow! Or Corliss Williams is one. They just kept fluctuating Corliss at the was top. Up there too, yeah. Right? I remember that. Um, <clears throat> then Dana, who was the glue, right? Yeah. Um, he he didn't get his geez. just due, but at St. Raymond's he was a standout <clears throat> stud, and you get to college now, you're the glue factor, athletic defender, rebound, the did dirty, all dirty the work dirty guy. work yeah. that was necessary for yeah. that team, and they grew up through that fire, making it to the. Elite Eight, and then losing, so that that team was set up because you had Dante coming back, Dana, Edgar, Marcus, Marcus, um, Carmelo, right? And you just needed Tyrone Weeks. You just needed – you had seven returning players, mm-hmm. and then I filled in a little gap, and then, you know, another Larry Kettner came and God bless the oh, dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he had to sit out that year, Prop 48. Now, if he would have played with Marcus – and me with Egg and Carmelo, and we pushing them, and we're all getting better at the same time. We win a national championship that year. Cool. You. But once again, we had our chance. We was number one the whole year. Yeah. We beat Kentucky yeah. the very yeah. first game. Yeah. Yo, I was hyped Yo, that year. I was hyped, and I played five minutes. Five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Not even five minutes. Five seconds. Five seconds. I got in the game. Ran down. Turnover. Went up the court. They was pressing. Crack. Tried to break the press. Stepped down. Yeah, my fifth metatarsal. So I'm sitting there the whole time. But oh once again, Camby was Camby. Camby was extraordinary. Right. Couldn't do nothing. But like we were speaking earlier, Kentucky had 12 pros yeah. on that. Yeah, team. no, that's not fair, man. That's 12 not... straight up pros. I, I'm not remembering their coach right now. I'm drawing a blank. Patino. Patino. It was Rick Patino. Patino yes. Yo, that's not fair. I've never heard it since then. 12 pros. Had a couple you... of transfers, and they just. I never was, heard it that. Was... That's not, disgusting. That's not fair. Disgusting. Yo, I was a matter of fact. That's that same year. That was when I was starting to say, "Yo, these they could probably be some NBA teams right now." <laughs> I started to say that to myself. That's some fact. whack ass. Yeah. Big yeah. fact. NBA at the like time, the Kings were bad. Will come out the game, and then they had a whole the another starting five <laughs> yes, coming in off the bench like, that yo. could start anywhere. Yo. Yo. It was amazing. Yo, you so like you said, you played for like five seconds, right, during that run, <laughs> right, but. How I mean, so you got a few things, and we didn't we didn't get a chance to ask Dana about the relationship with Cal because he you know he had a long tenure oh, with him. Right. But like you, your experience, especially knowing what we know about Cal now, yes, he was already a seasoned coach. He was like eight years in, I think, at that time. Seasoned. What what was? How did he operate? Like what from your vantage point? Like what what elements of coaching did you see him excel at? And what was that experience? Call it the Cal experience. What was that? My Cal experience, great X and O person, an absolute mind wizard when it came to motivating, kind of like the Caesar, mm-hmm. right? The Caesar's thing was I'm just going to put up a different article of Felipe Lopez or Shan wow. Garwells or Stefan Marbury or Gary Saunders or somebody who I know you play with or a team that we're about to play. And I'll rip it up in the morning, and I'll come back in the afternoon, and he'll put it back put again, it back. and it's highlighted. Oh. Right? Calipari was, is the best manipulator in the game. Hmm. Calipari will tell you stuff like I'll never forget. <laughs> right? You have your ace on this side, and you have your joker on this side. If you're playing cards, what you going with? 
the high suit. Go with the ace. Marcus Camby is your fucking ace. There's no reason for you to look to your left. To all these jokers. To all these jokers, right? Great manipulator. Great manipulator. And even now that I watch him, um, all of his Kentucky teams, when he's at Memphis and I'm watching him coach, if you don't have tough skin, you can't. I don't care how good you are, you can't play for John Calipari. How, so, say, thinking about that, in large part, I feel like the new, the now generation of basketball players, I don't see that tough skin. Yeah. So, yeah. a person like Calipari is going to run out of people to coach, if that's the case, or no. he's going to have to tone it down. He probably adjust. True it. story, oh. he will adjust. But also, your talent allows you to adjust, ah. especially when it comes with Calipari. Okay. I'm going to have five to seven All-Americans on this team and everybody can play. Yeah. Right. If you don't step your level of game up, then you're not playing. Right. The next man right? up. You look at the Harrison twins. Yeah. All right. That went there. They both were top five in their class. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This person's going to be all right. This person's going to be all right. If you don't have selective memory or that tough skin, you're going to fall to the wayside. Yeah. I'm going off based off talent, what I see. But a lot of people can't play for John Calipari. If you really look at it, Derrick Rose wasn't Derrick Rose until they hit the NCAA tournament. Right. He struggled. Yeah. Yeah. Calipari... That ass kicking is totally different. He's going to keep embedding and embedding and embedding. And one thing that people don't really know about Calipari, he'll slam you, he'll trash you, he'll tell you you ain't shit. But at the same token, behind closed doors, he's telling everybody he's going to be the best player right. I have, right? Right. right? And he told me one time, I don't give a fuck about your New York shit and your New York flash. When I say something, you do it. Yeah. Right? Because mm. I kind of waved him off one time. And he Ooh. was like... Oh, you ain't shit. I'll put you on the next thing smoking. You could go take your ass back home. Right. But also is, I think Cal knew I can talk to June any type of way because he real. gonna run through a wall right. for me, right? right? And then Bruiser, who was the next one up in right. line, me and him always bump heads. And I was like, you're not going to break me. Oh, yeah, I'm running a thousand suicides today. All right. Cool. I eat those. Eat. I'm good. Yum, yum, yum. I'll throw up and I'm gonna get back on the right. But I'm not giving you the satisfaction to say I broke him. Right. right. That was coming from here. That's coming from my parents. That's coming from that hunger and that drive. I don't see that with kids today. I'm coaching now. Right. And the one thing I keep doing, I keep trying to compare me as a ball player to what I see now, and it's totally different. It's, it's extremely I, different. I, have to extremely get away from that. But my group chat and doing stuff like this always brings me back to my roots and right. what I do. And when I train kids in basketball, that's what I do. I'm trying to break you down to build you up. Yeah. Right. A lot of kids don't like that now right. because, you know, we have a lot of prima donnas in the game. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of kids who are told a lot of things from early. Early. That you're the greatest, you're this, you're that. Right. right. And then... When the shit really hits the fan, those people aren't around. And I'm like, there's too many of that going it's on. It's a lot. I just wanted to touch a, a, a short experience a story with Dana. I was asking him about Cal, Coach Cal. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm coming from a very objective lens. I'm like feeding into whatever the media sold me about him right. and all the scandals and all this stuff. I'm, that's where I'm coming from. I don't know the man, so I'm, you know, like, any, like another average fan. I'm just trying to really just to know, yo, that man looked me square in the eye like, Yo, Calipari, that was a great man. 
Yo, 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 you would have thought I took his wallet. Like, yo, you gonna fuck. Yo, I was like, you know what, baby? Maybe we shouldn't talk about Coach Cal that much on this podcast. Like get sensitive. Ain't no sense in this getting that ass. I mean, that man got private that man a looking like contract he now. Yo, I was like, I'm good. So, Cal definitely gave Dana his shot. Um, Cal definitely was tough, but he also believed in Dana because he knew Dana was a glue. Dana, Dana right. was that person. That's an important piece. That's real. And out of all people, Dana was the one who sacrificed his game the most mm-hmm. on that team. Wow. Dana came from here, from St. Raymond's, averaging a double-double. Literally 30 and 10, wow. 30 and yeah. 15. Dana, Dana was a Sick bucket, numbers. left hand. You couldn't guard him. Where he had to go there and kind of transform his game from playing at four and being on the block and scoring, because that's what was demanded of him, to now – Taking less shots, playing more defense, right, um, and being that scrappy glue type of person that every team needs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a great person to sacrifice their game for the betterment of the team, yeah. right. right? And Dana did it with no hesitation. Dante Bright was probably number one, number two, number three player in the country. Mm-hmm. That boy could score the basketball. He ain't giving you much more. Marcus Camby <laughs> was on the up and up, right, right. Um, Padilla, hell of a defender, mm-hmm. steady ball handler. <clears throat> Carmelo was the shooter. That was his job, right? Tyrone Weeks was a bruiser at the four. Who's going to shut down Dana. next team's number right. one player, right? <clears throat> and right. Dana, Dana stepped up into that role, and, you know, he put himself on on, on national stage for that. Yo, I got to say this, man. All, all, this is... No homo, as they say. Yo, you look exactly the same. Yo, you got the baby face. Yo, Stop. I'm looking at you. I'm flashing back to when I was a child. You look the same. The only thing missing is the fucking glasses. You got the, the exact same face, yo. This man, black though, crack, man. Listen, I wish 50 pounds or 100 pounds heavier. Um, is <laughs> coming in yeah, from, that. that's good. from the stress. I'm going to make salt and pepper look good. Though. <laughs> I'm going to try to make salt and pepper look good. Look, look what I'm attempting here. Listen. You see this <laughs> bullshit? You see the bullshit? There ain't nothing spray paint. No spray paint. I don't give a fuck. Right, so, um, you know, life has its twists and turns, but it's always good right. to come home. Right. Yeah. I wish I could come here more often, but you know, right. the nest is the nest. That sounds like an excuse. Nah, you, can come. Nah, you, come you know here. what? You know what? We need you and the alums to come next season's games. Oh, word, so. man! Yeah, yeah you look at that. That face just told me everything. Come to one. Why do you want to come back? I need Who a commitment. I need a commitment. Charlton and Clark, what happened to you? I man? definitely won't. Coach Lopez is my guy. Yeah, right? but um, no, there's no but. Yeah, I'm gonna tell him. You said but. Coach Le- <laughs> I'm gonna tell him. Coach Lopez is my guy. He's, he's definitely my guy. Um. I do feel like we do need an alum on the staff. Mm. Mm. Um, That's where this is. You mean as far as so In general. for what purpose? Out, outside of it being somebody who's connected to the school, but like, what do you think? I want the essence of what St. Raymond stood for to come back. Got it. I got All right? it. Um, this was like a basketball mecca, mm-hmm. right? And. We talk about this in my group chat with my boys. It was called Real Talk. Andre Barrett consistently is kind of like, yo, it was always Rice, St. Raymond's, or St. Raymond's Rice. Mm -hmm. Where the fuck did that go? Right. After Rice closed down, there should be no talking. St. Raymond's supposed to take off and run. Right. right? But now you have the Christ the Kings of the world. 
Um, no, sh- no disrespect to no, Crescent no, King. Crescent King is a great program, For right? Sure. Then you have Malloy's of the world, like all these kids, Carnal Hayes. Carnal no Hayes. disrespect to them, right? Yeah. Um, but all of these other schools, which back then at the time wasn't relevant, and right. I guess that's how you know yeah, time, the cycle, the cycle um, wasn't relevant, are now taking over, and now we're at the bottom right. where we were never known for being at the bottom. Yeah, that's right. And I think it comes with people who know the essence, people who have put blood, sweat, and tears into this gym, into this school, um, but also to go out and reach out to those people to say, yes. listen, I was a product of this environment. Agreed. I played. I did X, Y, and Z. Here's what we stand for. I can't sit here and say that that's being promoted out. I don't yes. know. I like Coach Williams, who's an amazing <clears throat> person. Um, I see him a lot. Yeah, uh, Mark Rodriguez, who played here when he was at St. Raymond's um, on the varsity B team. So he he was around when we were playing. Right. He was in Kareem Reed's class. So he knows about the essence. He's now on a coaching staff. Um, I think he's helping out with JV. I don't know if he's doing much with varsity. But just people who played Who can here. bridge that, yeah. those generations. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Outside looking in, I don't see too many connections because, once again, basketball has expanded, especially in New York City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back then, it was just Riverside and Gauchos. Yeah. Right. Now, you have Riverside, Gauchos, PSA, SCAN, RANS, this, that. There's so many different avenues on how to seek out kids. Yeah. Right. And then you're not even talking about the outside AAU programs. that They're taking kids from here, too. Exactly. Right? Um, whereas... In my eyes, and I could be biased too, I don't feel like we're doing a good enough job to tap it into all of those resources, right? right. Millbank had a great run here because Coach Rose is here. Yeah, he's here. Um, and they develop kids very well. But I'm, what I'm saying as an outsider is, why is that the only source that we're tapping into to get kids, right? Yeah. Whereas because it's St. Raymond's, we should have kids from kind of from all over Agreed. to continue to keep this powerhouse tradition. I so, agree. um. On that aspect, I'm a little down on the school yeah. and staff, but I'm, this is always home for me. I always show face. I always come to games. I always right. pop up um, and do what I could do. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a challenge out there for former players of the school, alumni, just everybody. Come and support these kids, right? Be, even if you're not being asked to be be a part of what you just described, mm-hmm. right? Your presence in these schools, because you know what the saddest thing in the world is? Somebody like yourself, you, tw- 20-some-odd years, not too many years ago. Right. I mean, you right. know, we're older now, but 20 years was like yesterday. These kids don't have a clue who no, y'all not, were. Not at, not at all. all. Not, not at all. a clue. Not They'll see a picture, but they it doesn't click. Right, there's right? nothing. When, when you walk into the building, right, you walk into a gang, there's going to be fans in, that, on the, in the area that are going to know your face. Parents of these kids, other folks, that that interaction changes the dynamic very fast. True. So I, I feel agree. like, and again, I I spent quite a bit of games this season coming yeah. to games. The energy is still yo, it's, it's crazy. Still yeah. I, the I the a, talent is still high. I yo, it's still high. It was as enjoyable as it gets, and <clears> I, I was there. I concur. I was, I, I can <clears> relate it. Maybe not exactly because in that moment it was like the height of heights for me. Yeah, but. I can relate it somewhat to the era when you played here, era when Vaughn was playing, Ernest right. Brown was playing. And that's tough to say, it's man. It's relatable. Oh, trust me, right? 
you had the whole Isaiah Washington movement. Yeah, yeah, it was, that was huge big. and had the school flying high. Yeah. Right? Then you take a dip. But now, this year was an amazing year for yes. this. Yeah, I had a good run. Yeah. Agreed. Amazing. Agreed. How do you build off right. of this year right. to keep it going? Because once again, unless you keep bringing in those quality pieces. No, you're right. It's going, it's going to, to go up, up and down, down, up and down, and up you and can't, down. You right? can't be sustainable that way. Now is the time where we tap in and be like, we need to go get a couple more of these studs to keep the front. Gary Grant is doing his thing. Yeah. Malachi. He's up and coming. He's big. Yo, right? He's amazing. He's going to UMass. Yes. He committed to UMass. Who? Malachi Smith. I didn't know that. No, he didn't. Knock yeah, it off. He, he, he's a sophomore. Knock it off. Yeah. Well, maybe he's not committed. Maybe no, I, no, 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 no. He got an offer. He got an offer. He, he definitely offer. got an offer. That was his first yeah. offer. No, that I know. Okay. His first offer was my, uh, Malachi I, I, was you. Yes. I'm predicting the future. My that bad. I seen my on bad. Yo, let me say something. I, I walked up to Malachi before the, the, the final game that they lost. So we yeah, went to, yeah. uh, the day before, I was like, yo, Malachi, what's up, man? I'm Emilio, whatever. He goes, yo, so, you know, you decided on your school's like, no. <laughs> That's what he's supposed he was, to say. Yo, he was like, yo, you know, like, yo, stop trying to probe. You know what I mean? Like, yo. Yo, Malachi, UMass. Nah, but yo, this thing going again. yo, but I, mean, I just want to say this. It's fair. The, every point you make is supremely fair. We actually spoke off air about yeah, everything you said. Like, You're right. Um, I will say this. Um, I, like, I wasn't asked to come back, but I will say this. Coach Lopez is doing his, he is trying. Yes. From his, I agree. I, just from me, and this is no bias, straight up and down, I see effort from this man. Right. He's trying to bring what you're saying back. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I want to come back. Yeah. Because for years, I felt like you, even though I didn't play, but I feel like, damn, there is a detachment. Like, they don't yes. give a shit. So why should I give a shit? So, but I will say, because of that, I feel like, yo, stick your head in there and see what's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Even if, even if you, whatever you decide after that, but because the man is trying. But you have to also realize that job is a tough one because how much alumni are we talking about? You know what I mean? Right. Now, now you come in, you know 10. They know 10. Blase, next thing you know, we got the 80s, 90s, and 2000s sure players come in. So this is what I'm saying. It starts somewhere. It has to start You're somewhere. here. You know what I mean? We don't have access to every single person. <laughs> we put it on y'all so it's on you, Coach Charlie Clark. You a leader, right? You said you was a leader? Absolutely. Prove it, God damn it. You, you a principal? Listen, Prove it. I, I did start the wave. That's on right? you. I did start the you wave. You dropped 40. Drop 40 <laughs> in the stands. 40 people in the stands. <laughs> Joe Emilio was here. Oh, yeah. That's my job. name, Emilio. Yeah. Okay. As far as there. Okay. Right? Um, and he was one of the kids who used to, when we used to have St. Raymond's camp in the summer, Joe grew up through the camp. Oh. Ended up coming to St. Raymond's, playing at St. Raymond's. So I used to coach Joe at camp. So that's my guy. And we will always talk about the S's. And he's like, yo, I need you to help me. I need you to help me. So two years ago, started reaching out to all the alum. Let's get back to the school. Let's come back to the school. Let's do this celebrity game. Because the season started it. Like, bring the old cats. Yeah, but the new cats. And then start doing it with the new cats and play against them and run up and down and do some different stuff. And we did it. And it was sustainable. It's Joe dope. was like, yo, thank you. That's dope. Thank you so much. So I didn't come this year. I think I was in PA with my boys. Okay. Um, the game times are different now, too. The yeah, Boston games start early. much earlier. Yeah, that's true. Because they're worried about people on the streets, which I totally yeah, get yeah. and I yeah. respect it. Yeah. But them early games, I'm still at the school, managing yeah. the building and I stuff like it. that. So yeah. 
That's a lot why I didn't make it, right? I kind of like I want to definitely come. No, we're not trying to guilt you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I am. I am. I'm trying to guilt you. Not at all. Not at all. I'm gonna keep trying. We're gonna try to break you. We're trying to break you on dribbling dimes. That's my guy. Suicides. Yo, look. I, I want to have you back at some point. I want to do like a... Oh, yeah. Like to bring your whole group chat. Yeah. How many people in the group chat? 25. No, seriously. Like 30 motherfuckers. Nah, no, you made like 10. It's, it's about... No, it's about six of us. What's the name of the group chat? That's not bad. We're talk. All right, we're going to have real talk. Bring real talk on Dribble the Dimes. Yo, we holding it on you. You the point guard. Why are you yeah, thinking so hard? Leave, no, no, motherfucker. No, no, leave. You thinking too no, hard right now. Hold on a second, because I'm saying, once again, Alex is a financial advisor. Great. Tell him to bring his money. True. So he's the, coming in town this weekend for the NBA the lottery joint. Oh, tomorrow. yeah, tomorrow. He's coming. He'll be in town this week. Anthony Duran lives over here in Parkchester. Oh, Matt yeah. Augustin. We, we know where he at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Drake. I don't know. For horsemen. We'll get as many as can come. Just bring and, who you can. And, oh, we're going to make this happen. We're going to make this happen. This is going to be easy. You just got six. You have six, man. Stop thinking hard. I don't know if I can get six mics. We're going to find out. Yo, two it up. Two at a time. Two at a time. (laughs) No, I'm thinking about the day. It has to be this week, though. Okay. I'm I'm here. What what what's what's like tomorrow's yeah. Tuesday? Yeah, we're gonna put it out here right now. All right, wait, wait. Before, yeah, yes, wrap. Let's wrap, wrap this up. We over here, telling <laughs> yo. As you see, there's more to talk about. So Dribble stay the tuned, dimes, baby. We yeah, continue. Yeah. Charleston, thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, man. Appreciate thank you, you man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dribbling Dimes. If you like what you heard, please leave a review or comment wherever you're listening to us now. Check us out on social media as well. We're live on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. On all platforms, you can find us at D-R-I-B-B-L-E-N-D-I-M-E-S.